This, this, this is, 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 is. Fight Disciples. We're in Las Vegas, and I'll tell you something, we have come to the very best place in Las Vegas, because I am in uh, Mr. Warren's suite right now. This is, is this how the better half lives, sir? This is, this is where it's at. No, nah, it's all part of it. You know, you're involved and you're promoting the show, and I'm obviously a joint promoter of the show with uh, Top Rank. That comes as part of the deal that you do with the casinos. It's nice, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but, you know... You, you need to be, you can't be doing your business sitting in a room, you know, like a small room with, you know, 10 or 12 people coming in. It's just no value. Yeah. I mean, you're doing this interview now, be sitting on a couple of single beds if they had their way. But, you know, this is what it's all about. And uh, it's there. But I promise you, as much as it's exciting, I'd much rather be at home. Regarding this week, he just seems, Tyson this is, he just seems built for Las Vegas. There's something about him and this place. I know he's not been here before, but it just seems a natural fit. It does. Well, he, you know, he's he's very, he's a very um, much of an extrovert as a character, and that's an understatement. And he's in a place which is which which just is all about extroverts, isn't it? It's all about showbiz and and glitz and glamour, and he loves it, and he's, it's his stage. And I think he's for me, he's taking the town over this week. Is there is the pressure on him tomorrow night, or can he just go about doing his thing? Because from a personality point of view, he seems. The Americans and the American TV shows, for example, are just seeming to let him do his thing, and he seems comfortable doing that. Is but is the pressure on him maybe to put on some type of performance tomorrow night? Well, he's very happy with himself at the moment. He's in a good place considering where he was a year ago. Well, it's amazing where we've come or where he's come from in a year, and all the effort that all of us um, put into it outside the ring, what he's done inside the ring. He's he's in he's in a fantastic place, but there is a lot of pressure on him. You know, as much as. Uh, we, there's all the fun and all yeah. the you know and, and the way he is at press conferences and so forth. At the end of the day, he's got to deliver, and he's got to look good, good in this fight. And it, it's a potential banana skin. You know, bookmakers make you know got their odds and whatever. But I'm very skeptical of all these things, especially in the heavyweight division. I mean, we see a massive upset a couple of weeks ago with mm. Joshua against a real underdog who took a fight at five weeks' notice. Um, this fellow's undefeated. He's not fought many you know, um, not, I won't say great names, but you know. Tyson, when he fought Klitschko, would have gone in the same record, 24-0, and he was a massive underdog, and, and there was a big upset there. Um, he's got to look good. I think the thing about Tyson, he, for me, I've, I've been saying it for a while now, he, he is the best heavyweight in the world, certainly I think the best heavyweight of his generation. He's been com confirmed the number one in the world by um, Ring Magazine, and he's just got a great boxing brain. Um, he can ha he can handle most situations. He's got a good chin. We've seen him, you know. For me, I've seen guys get knocked over. Good chins is when you get up, you know. And he's got a good chin. He got up from a, the, the biggest puncher in the heavyweight division probably in the last 25 years, Deontay Wilder. But um, he's one of those guys that when it's you know it, it, he boxes within himself. He does just what he needs to do to win a fight. But you know I think he's got to put a bit of an extra special display on this weekend because that's what's expected of him. ESPN have stepped up to the plate. They've invested a huge amount of money in him. As you know, they're owned by Disney, and Disney have had him on all their various talk shows and, um, you know, doing the rounds of the PR uh, to, to get, get, you know, to get the exposure. And they've spent a fortune on advertising, advertising the show. This is the first step in him becoming um, something outside of boxing, mm. you know, becoming a name outside yeah. of boxing, becoming a, you know, a, a guy that crosses, cross, is a crossover. And he's very capable of doing that. But at the end of the day, no matter which way you look at it, it's all about what you do in the ring. Absolutely. Um, you've got another show on this weekend. Yeah. 
How difficult was the decision? Because, listen, Vegas brings everybody and you'd think that the decision between Vegas and Leeds is quite easy. No disrespect to Leeds. But the fight that you've got on there between Warrington and Galahad is some fight. It must have been, you know, pulled on your heartstrings maybe to stay. Well, it was. And I was really, really, really gutted that the fact that both shows fell on the same date. We had announced, announced Josh's fight against Galahad. And then after we'd done the deal with Tyson, it transpired the only date ESPN had was the 29th. So there we, there we wound up with two fights on the same night. This fight, as you know, is on BT Box Office, and it's uh, very important um, for them. Uh, they've been very sort of selective in the fights that they've put on, and it's part of our deal that we have to be, you know, I have to be here uh, for the show. It's very unfortunate, but my heart was well will be in Leeds with Josh Warrington. Mm. He's in a tough fight, and, uh, and there seems a lot of drama going over there at the moment. I'm looking at the press, and my guys are telling me there's a lot of needle there. I just want Josh to be cool, calm, focused and collected and do what he normally does and that's to go out there and uh, and basically take the fight away from his opponent. So if he can do what he's done against world-class operators like Selby and Cole Frampton, um, hopefully he'll put on that type of performance and, uh, and secure the prize. When he was on our show last week, he impressed me with the way, with the way he was speaking. He's kind of using this as this guy's standing in the way of my American dream, you know? Yeah, he's not looking at this like this is some knockover. And it's not a knockover, you no. know. Um, Galahad's there for a reason. He won a final eliminator, uh, which got him into the position for the uh, IBF. The IBF ordered the fight, which was a bit disappointing for us because, to be honest, we were looking to make a unification fight. But Josh is a true professional. He's trained for this fight harder than he's trained for the previous two. So he, don't, he doesn't want to fall over on this one. He wants to ensure that he wins and wants to win in style. Um, there is a lot of ro- lot of uh, rivalry or in so much that I don't think there's any love lost between the two of them, going back to the amateur days. And um, I think that spilled over at the, um, at the weigh-in today, and uh, I was a bit disappointed with that. And obviously that's something we look at when we get back, so I don't want that happening. No boxers should feel safe at the weigh-ins, and they certainly should uh, not have to worry about you know, um, fans and whatever, um, get it, throwing bottles, I understand, yeah, plastic yeah, yeah. bottles or something. But, you know, taking all that aside, a lot of drama. He's got, he's very well supported, Josh. Um, Galahad's going into the Lions' den, so it is what it is, and we'll get a good fight. And the rest of the cards are blinding cards. There's some really great fights on the undercard. Yeah. You know, so um, Leon Woodstock, uh, Zelfa Barrett, I mean, they, these are real quality matches. So we've got a, a big weekend of boxing on. BT and BT box office, and uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, f- uh, t- to seeing these fights. No, they should be cracking. You've got some good ones coming up, actually. If, if you don't mind me talking about the heavyweights, because we're, we've been discussing quite a lot on the show this week about fighters with uh, undefeated records and from promoters maybe protecting those undefeated records because it builds narratives. You're, you've put two of your heavyweight prospects in with each other. Were, were you tempted not to do that because of protecting an O? I was very tempted not to do it. It's a bit, I'm going to tell you how it happened. As you know, Joe Joyce, who's also fighting on the card in a tough fight yeah. against Brian Jennings, he's got his work cut out there. Um, he was the British champion. Uh, the Boxing Board of Control nominated Daniel Dubois to be the mandatory challenger for him. He decided he didn't want to defend the belt. He felt he wanted to move on to bigger titles. So the next guy in was Nathan. So I, I basically wanted one of them to pull out, but they refused to do it. So we got stuck with a fight. It's a great fight. It's a fantastic fight. I mean, that's a, it's a real quality fight. I mean, the tr- everybody in the trade knows it's going to be a good fight. I wanted to do the fight later, later in the year because I believe it would be a bigger fight um, and it gives a chance 
of the guys to get more exposure and to be you know to get over to that crossover audience rather than just the mm. you know that, that very small group of fight fanatics um but it is a cracker there's no doubt about it i mean it is a tough fight for both of them it's not the end of the world for the loser you know we've had guys lose i remember years in well quite a few years ago i did james degal and george groves in a similar situation and both of them actually you know obviously uh, groves uh, george won the fight but they both went on to win world yeah. titles. So it's not the end of the world for the loser. And certainly this heavyweight division is a bit lively at the moment. So um, the winner and the loser will go on. Then, as I mentioned, the other fight with Joe Joyce and Jennings, you know, that's a cracker. And whoever wins the, the two winners out of those fights, I believe will wind up being in the top three to five heavyweights and certainly by the end of the year, probably be mandatory. Mm. So it's very important for us and it's very important for British boxing, heavyweight thing. We had a big blow with... Uh, Anthony Joshua getting beat as much as people think oh you know he's a rival promoter he's with a rival promoter I'd love to see that I don't like to see that I wanted to see him come through the fight I wanted to see him fight Tyson Fury and Tyson Fury beat him <laughs> but um, it was a shame what happened to him and, uh, and, it's, and it's sort of um, give the next generation of guys a chance to, to expose themselves in as much that they're on, be on prime time TV yep. so they're going to get seen at the time rather than fours and fives o'clock in the morning where the next you know, Tyson's fight and the fight after, if he comes through, will be, you know, in the States. And Joshua, I believe, if he, had, if he takes the rematch, that will go on, I believe, in the States. So, you know, these guys, you know, uh, Daniel, um, Nathan and Joe Joyce have a chance to build their profile now to the, the our, our domestic audience. What do you think? What do you think the stress of an undefeated record has come from? Is it a media thing? Is it a thing within boxing? What is it? Well, what, what annoys me? You get, you know, it's a sort of as you mentioned earlier. It's a, you know, the, 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 they think it's promoters, but it's not. It's a double edge, double edge um, sword as such. In as much that, of course, a young fighter signs with me. I want to step. I want him to get experience. It's no different than you know when you started your job. In broadcasting, yeah, you don't get. They didn't say, right, all right, go and interview Alec Ferguson yeah, yeah. tomorrow. You had to work your way through. You know, if you're a carpenter, you have to work your way through before you become a, a tradesman. And it's the same with a boxer. You got to learn your trade. You have to start at the bottom. And it's my job to sort of increase the quality of the opposition, and you know, to to, to bring them through, keep them busy, and bring them through. This has happened sooner, as I mentioned earlier, than I than I'd liked it liked it to, but. Um, it is what it is. It's a real fight. And, and you're going to see at the end of the day a situation where um, I think the winner was going to go on to some really big things and then the loser is going to have to regroup and try and get himself back into the, into the game again. But um, this, this um, having a perfect record, it can, it, in some ways it can backfire on you. Um, there are other fighters. I mean, I, I remember when um, Amir Khan was with me and against my better judgment against my wishes I allowed his then trainer and his family to pick his opponent Brutus Prescott and I didn't want the fight I didn't I'd never seen Brutus Prescott fight I knew he was a banger I just didn't fancy the fight and he got blasted out in one round and then everyone who looks around seeing who's going to point the finger at whose fault it was but he, that was a lot that was a loss on his record you know our silver medalist suddenly his, his whole world collapsed. But within two fights, I got him back in the game and then within two fights, he was world champion. Mm. So, you know, a defeat is what you, come, what you learn from your defeat, what you come out of it from. I mean, you talk about defeated fighters. How many times has Derek Chisora been defeated? I mean, I, I'm, I should have been manager of the century for what I did with him. He got beaten by Tyson Fury. He, I got him back again. He then fought 
Alanius. I thought he won the fight, but the decision went against him. He got beat, came back again, got him a win. He went in with um, Klitschko. Mm-hmm. Gave Klitschko the toughest fight he'd had for a long years, many years. Got beat. Come out of that. Thought David Hay got a nice few quid for that one. So he'd done extremely well. And he was a loser. I mean, he's never won a, a meaningful fight, to be quite honest. So it, 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 it works out in different ways. But, um, you know, with both Daniel and Nathan and Joe Joyce, they've got these, these, these perfect records at the moment. Um, at the end of the day, um, that also adds pressure on all of them to do their best and maintain that record. So the, the, the benefit, the beneficiaries of that will be the public. Mm. Just finally on uh, Anthony Yard. What's going on? Because we thought we were going to Russia. We had a meeting today. It's not on the 29th, as we discussed. I'm hoping to get it resolved. I've got to speak to Tundi and Anthony, Tundi's manager and Anthony, um, tomorrow because of the time difference. And I'm trying to get this resolved um, so we can make some announcement next week. It's you know it's a really killer for him. You know, he stepped up to the plate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't be no more than a warrior than Anthony Yard is to agree to go and fight Kovalev. Not in, not in America, but in his home city or town in Russia not in Moscow I can't even remember the name of the place but to go there that tells you all you need to know about Anthony Yard so uh, we'll get it sorted whatever happens he's the number one so no one's going to cheat him or stop him from you know having that fight so I'm hoping it'll get resolved and we get the fight on ASAP do you think we can get it on in the UK? that may be it may be a, a possibility but there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on at the moment behind the scenes and uh it's a bit annoying. It's up for the, you know, the Russians who we signed the contract with and they signed it with us um, basically um, didn't fulfil their part of the bargain. So they've now got to um, remedy that mm. and hopefully they will do that and we'll get it, get it announced. Because Kovalev's been talking about a World Boxing Super Series and all this and taking his belt into that. But Anthony Yard is the mandatory challenger and he yeah. will be fighting for that WBO yeah. belt. He will not be doing anything without the consent of Anthony Yard. That is it. The WBO will not go back on that. Um, and that's where we are. He can talk as much as he likes. The fact of the matter is he's got to fight his mandatory challenger and his mandatory challenger is Anthony. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.